Do you have dreams of pursuing your passion, but find it nearly impossible due to the amount of time you have to dedicate for work or family every week? If so, you're not alone. Almost everyone has dreams of doing something that brings them pure joy. Pursuing your passion requires intention and action. In today's episode, we'll talk about how to get there while still managing your responsibilities. Welcome to the More Than Worthy podcast. My name is Tatiana Spears. I'm a wife, mama, and proud owner of an overworked Nespresso machine. I love to learn, but I just couldn't find many resources that integrated my passion for business and faith. So I decided to make my own. The More Than Worthy podcast is a place for ambitious, faith-filled people like you to experience their fullest potential in work and life. I'm sharing insights from my more than 10 years of corporate experience and over 20 years of growing in my faith. I may not have all the answers, but I promise to learn, grow, and laugh with you along the way. Each episode will help you take immediate action on practical insights to grow your business, advance your career, build authentic relationships, and fuel your faith, because you are more than worthy to experience a life you love. another episode of the More Than Worthy podcast, where we're passionate about helping you grow personally and professionally. You guys, I've been receiving such wonderful feedback from you, and I couldn't be more humbled and grateful for your support. The whole reason why I started this podcast was to help people um, just like me who are wanting to grow not only in their faith, but also professionally in their family, uh, just really in order to experience just a more fulfilling life. And I couldn't be uh, just more grateful for what you've been saying. And I just want to read you the review of the week. And this is from Auntie Dula. She says, thank you, Tati. Thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as well as us. This is amazing. I love it. Productivity suggestions help me as I am starting my work from home journey. Thank you. Love it. Man, thank you, Auntie Doula, who was my real life doula. And I probably will sing her praises in another episode if you ever want to listen to that story. Uh, very interesting. But all in all, thank you, Auntie Doula. So amazing. And, you know, if this or another episode brings value to you, I just want to invite you to leave a review. You too could be featured on an upcoming episode. Uh, so today we're going to cover some great information. So as always, you can find more de detailed episode notes at morethanworthypodcast.com. And with that, let's get started. All right. So in today's episode, we're talking about how to pursue your passion while still having a nine to five. You know, pursuit of passion can mean different things to different people, and it could be a hobby, a cause, or a side business, but no matter what your passion entails, it's a good thing. It gives you purpose and at times joy and fulfillment, and for this reason, it's actually a good thing to invest your time in pursuing your passion. For the purposes of our conversation today, though, I'm going to highlight the pursuit of a passion that could be a business or something that is aligned with career goals. We'll talk about how to pursue your passion while still having another job or maybe fulfilling some other major responsibility, like being a stay-at-home parent. So first up, let's talk about how first you should show up for work or home wholeheartedly. So first, what I really want to encourage you to do is to not look at your current job or set of responsibilities as a roadblock to your passion, but rather as a conduit of it. What do I mean by this? 
I mean that there are some current roles and responsibilities right now that are actually sharpening your skills to set you up for success, to execute your passion with confidence and with consistency. For example, maybe your dream is to one day own a wedding venue. Could you help with a company event or some sort of volunteer opportunity to hone the skills you would need to run a successful venue? What are some training or networking opportunities you could take advantage of to refine your professional skills and personal pursuits? Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent who really wants to be a writer. Could you wake up an hour earlier to get some uninterrupted creative writing time or Sunday nights to dedicate a couple of hours to thickening that plot in your book? Make the most of your current opportunity until you can transition or lay the groundwork to pursue your passion full-time. Choose to show up with joy and integrity. The scripture says to work hard and cheerfully at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. And that's in Colossians 3.23 in the New Living Translation. And here's another translation that I think helps illuminate it even further. Whatever may be your task, work at it heartily or from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men. And that's the Amplified Bible version. What I love about this scripture is that it just encourages you to just consider where you are right now and make the most of it. Because truthfully, if we did look at it at at its full face value versus through our emotion or kind of grumpily kind of going through the motions, we can actually uncover some value that we're learning right now, even if it's a little thing. But look for opportunities to show up wholeheartedly, again, with integrity and um, and just showing up with joy too. Because God honors that and people see that. Next, I want to challenge your mindset on what you need to get started. Sometimes we have an all or nothing mindset. Instead, choose an always something mindset. You might not have the best camera on the market, but that doesn't have to stop you from getting a camera to be a wedding photographer. You know, Jesus taught that he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a little thing is unrighteous also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous riches, who will entrust the true riches to you? Luke 16, 11. If you're a developing photographer or videographer, consider doing some free work in order to create a portfolio that will attract paying clients. Want to be a fashion consultant? Identify three to five people you can provide free services to in exchange for writing a review or creating a testimonial video just to jumpstart your services. Start somewhere. Don't have an all or nothing mindset. Have, a, have an always something mindset. So where can you get started on right now, today? Next, make time for what's important to you. You know, saying yes to your passion may require you to say no to your pleasures. For example, you may need to exchange your two-hour weeknight TV time for a two-hour block dedicated to freelancing or working on your content marketing strategy to promote your business or a passion that you're turning into a business. I've personally done this, and while at first it really sucked, I mean, I really missed my TV time, it gave me the precious margin I needed to seriously pursue being a marketing consultant. Now I look forward to TV or movie time with my husband on Friday nights. It's our date night. And so now it's it's a treat versus me consuming it every single night. Instead, I'm using that time to be able to make inroads in developing in my passion and develop the skills I need to make it succeed. I recently read an article by Dennis Rainey, and he puts it this way. What we want today is the much more without the very little. We want the tip without the toil, the gain without the grind the sweets without the sweat, the prize without the pain, and the perks without the perseverance. Today, duty 
diligence, hard work, and attention to details are a rare commodity in any endeavor, whether it be at home, at work, or at church. What's so interesting to me is that words synonymous with passion not only include devotion, excitement, and joy, but also agony, misery, and suffering. Your passion will require your sacrifice, and sometimes that sacrifice will be uncomfortable or challenging. But let this be the season where you practice discipline by making time for what's important. Next, when it's time to take the leap. So when do you quit your day job to start pursuing your passion full-time? It's one of the biggest questions any entrepreneurial person faces, and the answer is different for everyone. But according to a study published in the Academy of Management Journal, if you blindly make the transition too early, you could be setting yourself up for failure. Professors Joseph Reifey and Ji Feng at the University of Wisconsin-Madison found that hybrid entrepreneurs, people who maintain their regular job and while launching their new ventures and stages, are a third less likely to fail than those who jump in without a safety net. Additionally, they found that hybrid business owners who transition to full-time self-employment have much higher rates of survival relative to those who just abruptly quit their job and then directly start a new business. There is always risk when launching a new venture, but the study suggests that you don't need to thrive on risk in order to be effective. So try this. Create income goals and reverse engineer from there. For example, let's say your ultimate goal is to replace your $60,000 annual salary. That's $5,000 a month or $1,250 per week. Running with our videographer example, let's say you plan to charge $3,000 for a corporate video or wedding video project. You'll need to book at least 20 gigs in a year. Don't forget to factor in taxes if you really wanna bring in the bucks. Seems like a lot, right? So let's break it down even further. What if you aim to book 10 gigs in the spring and 10 in the fall? Seems a little more doable, right? You see how reverse engineering works here. Maybe this isn't something that can be accomplished in a year, but try working out a plan similar to this over the course of a couple of years. Year one, you aim to bring in 50% of your income, and by year two, 100%. The goal here is to identify ways to reverse engineer and create actionable steps that lead to that big goal. Lastly, I want to leave you with something I wish I learned many, many, many moons before today. <laughs> and that is what you do is not who you are. Remember, what is most important and relevant to your legacy isn't your job title or how much money you make. It's your character, your generosity, your relationship with others. Many pursue a career, but try to recognize opportunities to be on a character path. One thing I love that my pastor says all the time is that we tend to live in the fallacy of the elsewhere. We believe that we will be happy when fill in the blank happens. But the thing is that the goalpost always shifts. How many times have you encountered this yourself? You were like, you were in college, you're like, man, I can't wait to get into a, uh, my first job. Then you got your first job and maybe it wasn't everything you wished it was, or maybe it was. But then after that, you're like, man, I'll be really, really happy when I reach this threshold of, of my income. You reach that threshold and guess what? Probably five minutes later, you're thinking, oh, so how can I make it to this next level? You know, putting our joy and hope in things that are, in, are immovable are bound to make us unhappy. Instead, place your joy in principles that serve as immovable pillars. For me, this is my relationship with God, my family, and my relationship with myself. One of the quotes that I absolutely love is this, 
Gratitude turns what we have into enough. Take a mindful moment right now and recognize three things or people you're grateful for right now and go deeper by identifying why you're grateful. So here's some examples that I jotted down. I am grateful for my husband because he believes in me even if I don't believe in myself. I am grateful for my daughter because she teaches me to live in the moment. And it could be really, really small. For example, I'm grateful for my Nespresso machine because the aroma just makes me feel alive. I'm not even kidding. Y'all, I love my Nespresso machine. So as we end our time together, I want to encourage you to apply at least three things to take action on your passion. The first, identify three to five ways or opportunities your current job can help you refine skills or build the character you need to pursue your passion. The second is identify a block or blocks of time during your week to dedicate to your passion. What will you need to cut to make this happen? Third, reverse engineer financial or other outcome-based goals tied to your passion. Write or type it out on a place where you can reference it every week. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope these tools bring you closer toward pursuing your passion with intention. Remember, you are more than worthy to live a life you love.